All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. morning everybody we're back september 5th tim labor day is over we just had a fantastic call with nail yakupov it's coming up next we've never really done this a precursor to the interview but i felt like we needed to there was some words thrown around tim that we just want to give you the heads up usually we edit stuff out but tim and i talked and we thought let's just leave it in it wasn't egregious. He wasn't screaming and stuff like that. Right, Tim? So we decided we're just going to leave it, but we wanted to give you a little heads up because we this is a family show. And we want to make it well aware that there are a few naughty words in this. Not a lot. The interview is a long one. But there are a few words that, you know, maybe you might, might want to earmuff it. In my opinion, if I'm listening with my family, you you won't even pick it up because it's so nonchalant. It's Neil Yakupov, it's Russian, he's got the accent, and it just kind of flows. Wouldn't you say, Tim? It does. It's the longest interview I think we've ever done. And it's one of the most, I think, illuminating into like a character that I, I've always been sort of fascinated by. And he said it a couple of times. Like, you know, his story is so interesting. The first overall pick, no one knew a ton about him. Obviously, his career didn't go in the NHL the way that he would have wanted it to. And so I think we, I'll just speak for myself. I had all these like preconceived ideas about, you know, what I read from the Brian Burke thing and different quotes about his work ethic and personality and whatever. He blew me away. Like you forget, like, well, I won't, I won't spoil too much, but you forget there's another side to these stories. And I think more than anything, when I was thinking about this last night, I think he's probably was misunderstood. I think, I think that's, you know, where he was young, didn't speak the language probably a little bit awkward and goofy and didn't really connect with, with maybe as easily as some of the other guys did. So um, yeah, take a listen and and let us know what you think. Yeah. What I took away from it. And like, like you said, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, it. It made me upset at a few people who, who didn't protect him or take him under their wings and help him out. Because when you put yourself in his shoes, I know he played in Sarnia, but even him saying like, I saw someone with my Jersey. Like it's it's a completely different world. Bedard and McDavid and Crosby, those guys, ever since the age of 12, people were buying the jerseys and calling him the next one. This guy's coming over and just being thrust into this position and going to Edmonton where all the pressure is on him. It really upset me that no one really took him under his wing, under, under their wing, excuse me, and just helped him. 
You know what I mean? And showed them the ropes a little bit and just like, uh, you, you just want to give them a hug. Well, this isn't a spoiler too much, but basically like describing the draft weekend, we were just like, I didn't know where we were going or why at any point. Like I, like there were announcements going off. There's guys grabbing me and bringing me from one room to another. And I'm having a pizza with the guys. And then I'm getting press conference. Like I never knew what was next. I didn't like, he was just confused and lost. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's a good story. He was a young kid thrown into a chaotic situation and he did the best he could just take, take a listen. It's, it's, it is my favorite interview I think I've done. And I think you'll get a sense of that. Just, I was fascinated. I wanted to talk to this kid longer and longer and longer. Very interesting. Very um, forthright. Usually interviews are half an hour. This one's triple that it's almost an hour and a half. So buckle in, maybe listen to it over a couple of days. Like I said, there are a few naughty words here and there sprinkled. And I think there's six or seven. And I apologize right now. If you know, if you can't listen to the episode with your kids, Maybe we'll release one that's that's edited. We'll see. But for now, have a good listen. Nail Yakupov. Cheers. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Drop in the Gloves podcast. Or good evening. I don't know. Tim, we get we got listeners all over the world. We got Russian listeners. We got listeners in Australia. We got a big one today. I don't get nervous about many podcasts. Tim, you know that. I'm a very just laid back guy. Nobody really intimidates me. This one made me nervous a little bit. This guy had played against many, many times in the Edmonton Oilers system, came up. One of the most – Tim, would you you put a label on, like a phenom, guy you're excited to see playing in the NHL. Would you put this label on uh, Nail Yakupov? I think phenom is the perfect word for it. I agree. So <laughs> Nail Yakupov was nice enough to join us. He's in Russia right now, not even going to try to pronounce the city. Because <laughs> I'm going to butcher it. But he's, he's he's right in the middle of the regular season, just started nail. Thanks for joining us, man. How, how's it going? Thank you guys for why I'm doing well, guys. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. You mentioned before we started taping here, you don't get asked to do many interviews. Why is that? Why? You're you're a number one uh, overall pick. Oh, it was a long time ago. Uh I, I don't really like that. <laughs> I don't really like that name anymore. No. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um Maybe because I'm playing Russia and uh, the people try to, I think they just forget about me, but I'm I'm still here, still alive. Still no, playing. I don't forget about you. You're still a baby. He's a baby to me. He's not even 30 years old. So almost, thanks. almost in a month. In a month. In a month. Ooh, yeah. Crazy, boy, that's yeah. a big, that's a big one. Yeah. Let's, yeah, we'll get there. Let's, I want to catch up because I'm fascinated with you. I'm fascinated with Russians, how they developed how they got into hockey because everybody thinks of you know the canadian dream you grow up on your backyard you play hockey you play baseball lacrosse in the summer then you get drafted and it's great everybody loves it i played with many russians around you know my career we talked about grigorenko zadorov Mm -hmm. what was it like for you were you like a connor mcdavid were you like a patrick kane Sidney Crosby, when you were seven years old, everybody around you was like, Neil Yakupov, you're going to be a number one overall pick. You're going to be a high NHL draft pick. Was that the sense around you in Russia at the time? No, I think it was a different, uh, well, basically when I was young, we never, I never seen an NHL game in my life and they barely were uh, showing some highlights once a week. And for us, NHL, it was something else, you know, it was like so far away and we weren't even think about it. So we had our league, Russian league, and we were cheating for our hometown uh, players. 
And we love hockey because my city is pretty small and definitely had nothing else to do here except for hockey. My dad was in hockey. He was coach. And so that's how I started. Uh, and then time flies. I was 12, 13, 14, and I was, I was, I was good, but never think about NHL. Never. And like, nobody told me about NHL. I'm going to play there. And I don't even try to catch that level to be there. So I was just watching the hometown uh, guys and I want to be there one day and then I moved to Sardinia so I got drafted I had um, I, I met Igor Larionov so he came to my my hometown to see my games uh, in junior and then he invited me to play in OHL he said he had a really good chance to get drafted by team that I know the owner that I know uh, I think it was Dean Cesarelli yeah really nice guy and for me it was uh, it was it was different world i didn't know what to expect i was 16 years old my parents were nervous as but my parents did made the decision they said like you gotta go you gotta try and then we'll see so i went there and uh everything went well and then when i landed in canada since day one i start knowing what's what's it be like to play in canada hockey you know hockey in canada it was like completely different world and and then i i I kind of started to realize that they have TSN, Sportsnet, and and this and that, media, interviews, NHL games. And then when I started playing for Sarnia, I think I was I did a really good job of putting some points. And then people started talking about it. And then so that's how I uh, realized that not dream come true, but I was somewhere that people know me now. Yeah. I have some uh, Yakupov jersey people uh, in RBC Arena and yeah, Arena in Sarnia with uh, families who were buying some uh, Neil Yakupov jersey. And it was kind of weird. I, I was like, like, who I am? Like, why are people are buying my jersey? You know, I'm still young. I'm still a kid. I'm just playing hockey. And then after like a couple of years, it was draft. It was ranks, like where should be first or second or fifth or this and that. It was kind of like uh all things around just in Canada but when I was in Russia I had nothing else uh to think about you know I never think about NHL it was like for me it was uh so in Russia I'm a little bit older than you you're 30 I'm 40 yeah. when I when I think of Russians I just think of the Russian five I think of the the old you know Soviet Union team they send them to the army and they have their own team and they're just training Russian trainer, they're, they're wrestling bears. Like they're they're doing crazy stuff. Was it like that with you as a kid? Was it all hockey all the time, or was it just a regular childhood? Like for me, it was uh, well. If you if you talk about Russia five and people who play like in the Igor Fetisov, and Fedorov, no, like they're older than me. If you talk about training, their training was. It was bad. It was it was it was so tough. They were living in you call Baza. That's where all the team hang out in the one spot, like outside the city. You live there for like eleven months. You haven't seen your family for a month. You just train there, and uh, and I think that's how they escape. Right? I think they escape from Russia. They yeah. Move through. Uh, for me, it was it, it wasn't it wasn't like that. So I just uh, I play my neighborhood i play hockey soccer i do i did everything i play hockey like i don't know 
16 hours a day all the time. And for me, it was uh, really, really easy to be just a regular child. You know, I went to school, it was hanging out with my friends, you know, I was, I was a good kid for my, for my parents and nothing really crazy was uh, going around. And I don't know if you, if you talk about training camp, I can, I'm not like, I don't know what he meant. No. Yeah. I was just, I was just wondering, cause it, when you think of Russia, you just think of it's crazy. It's, it's like, it's not Canada basically. I, and you yeah, think of guys man, throwing medicine balls. It's, it's, is it like completely different? Cause you mentioned coming to Sarnia and then you saw yeah. like the difference. Okay, that that way it's different, completely different, and I I feel really jealous about it, and I feel bad about it because um, we have so many uh, we have so many players, and we have so many uh, I don't know opportunities. We have a guy who has money, and but they don't know how to work with the money, like with the players, with the development, uh, with the teams, with the facilities, with uh, like gyms and this and that, training camps, health and this and that. It was, but we have like we have like some people they have money, like teams have money, but they don't know how to work with it, you know. And yeah, especially when I. Uh, when I play, like, I live like 80 years in North America and I've seen a lot of good things and I've seen how people play in, in NHL, how they live their lives in NHL, how they get treated in NHL, how they fly, how they recover, how they train. And it was like, it's so, it's so easy to be like a good pro athlete. You know, I'm not saying about to be a superstar. I mean, it's everything in your hands, but you have everything. When I was in Edmonton, man, I had free house, I had free cars, I had free phone, like Rogers, like, or tell us whatever I, I was in my phone. Everything was for free, you know, everything for, for players. You got everything, uh, everyone, uh, re- like recognize you outside, you know, and this and that, but here it's kind of hard. I don't know. We, we just like, we're so far away, even, I mean, you, you gotta see it, man. You gotta see it because even it starts from locker room, basically, and then training camps. Uh, the way or some coaches are think they think the game a little bit different. They they still good, but they're not that with the little details like you know you never. I don't know. It just it, it's so it it's. I gotta get used to it. But I love my country. I love to be here, and I kind of. I just said, okay, whatever. If I, if I need something to fix, I'll do it. If I need a trainer, like I'll find a trainer. If I need a chiropractor, I'll find a chiropractor. You know, if I need to train somewhere in the summer, like I'll find, I'll find the ice. And, but it's not many options, you know, for players. Do in you Canada, feel in like North America, yeah. When you came back from Edmonton to Russia, do you feel like you have some kind of say in the organization or say? With the coaches, you you can say those things like, "Hey, I, I learned this in Edmonton." You know, I think your first year you were at St. Petersburg after you came, you know, from Colorado. You say, "Hey, yeah. we do this, this, and this. Maybe we should do this because it works so great." Uh, in St. Petersburg, it's a little bit different story because uh, you probably know who is owned, who owned that team. Mm-hmm. Who owns the team? Year. <laughs> his name is Rottenberg. It's really, really a big name in uh, in Russia. Roman Rottenberg. Uh, so, and he's uh, he owns everything. And it, it was hard to say something to him and to change something, you know. Mm-hmm. But but 
It was really good. Insane. I love everything. That's like basically NHL organization, like for me and KHL, one of the best in KHL. They have money. They have the building facilities. Uh, they have everything for uh, for players. You know, I played with Datsuk and Gusev and Shisturk and Gavrikov. We had really, really good spot. And that guy uh, had, I don't know how to explain. He, he wasn't coach at that time. He, now he's a coach. But on that time, he wasn't coach. He wasn't really involved, like, in the game. But he did everything for players. We got paid well. We had bonuses, you know. But I can see, like, it could be even more. And to be a little bit different and to be a little bit uh, more more interesting, you know. It was, you know, coaches were different, you know, and uh, um, system was kind of different. But, like, for me, when I came to St. Pete, I was so excited to come back to Russia. I was like, God, like, I feel like I, I missed that time. And I was, mm-hmm. I really... I really missed and I just enjoyed every day, whatever it was like bad days or good days. or we had like stupid gym or stupid runs or I just, I was excited to be there basically. And I had no words to say to no one that I want to change something. I was in NHL. We should do this and that, you know, it was kind of uh, like bad start. Like yeah. for me, if I'll do it, you know, it was like, uh, the people I didn't like, and I didn't want to say anything. I had really comfortable to be there, but, uh, now, uh, I, man, I can talk about every day, but the people, like some people, they don't listen. And that system we had, we have, it's so like, it's so fat, you know, it's hard to go deep and break it down and change everything from the bottom. Man, it's, it's like, it's like a chain. It's, it's such a big chain that you have to break down and do something different. So, like, I, I'll i do everything I could. You know, I, I try, I, I'm, I'm trying to talk to my coach about little things. I didn't teach him how to coach. Of course, I listen to him. You know, I respect everything, the system and this. But some things about, uh, you know, travel or meetings, you know, some uh, snacks in the locker room. Ice, <laughs> you yeah. know those kind of things. I can they tell, do but I, I don't go. Yeah, and plus, I I don't want to be like I'm not a bad guy, and I don't want to be like a, a pain in the ass and be like a, ahead of everyone. No, I just want to enjoy. I'm you know fascinated. I'm but I, you know, I have a lot of things to say to everyone that I go, but uh, the first thing that bothers me is this Russian training camp, and it's it's kills me. It, it kills me. Kills me. Crazy. What's the difference between Russian camp and an NHL camp? It's just no point. It's it's just no. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it doesn't like some things that doesn't make any sense. And coaches, we have we don't have enough uh, strength coaches that even close to North American strength coaches that train that uh, trains in uh, NHL players or a bicycle camp or whatever camp you go in North America. I've been training with a few guys in uh, North America. The facilities for players. Oh my God, it's crazy. Rehabs and Normatex and shakers and this. Like, you, you're not going to find something like this in here. That's funny. All right, let's yeah. let's go back to Sarnia when you were drafted. Because yeah. I want to know, I was never drafted. I was yeah. a free agent signing. What was it like in Sarnia? Because you, you were saying people were wearing your jerseys. That was like yeah. amazing. You're starting to get popular. Yeah. You're playing well, right? You're, you're putting up huge numbers in Sarnia. Fantastic yeah. numbers. At what point did you know you had an agent, I would assume, and he's like, hey, Igor. 
you're gonna yeah. oh so it was Larry Anoff. So at what point yeah. did he say, Hey, you're gonna go number one? Uh I think uh maybe middle of season. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember exact, but uh we were involved so uh Sarney is really close to Detroit. So yep. we were going often to uh Detroit get Red Wing uh, games like in the car. It was like one hour drive. So we were uh hanging out in in the locker room with Lindstrom play, Osgood, I think, played on that time. So we kinda there a little bit. I had no English. I was just like watching with my uh open mouth, you know. And we started meeting some uh, players, and we started meeting some agents, we started meeting some uh, GMs and we started meeting some scouts. And then after that, so I was just basically I was standing around and I was watching when Igor was talking to uh his his friends and and then after that he was kind of translating everything to me that he'd been uh, talking to these guys and what they said, you know, he was talking to scouts, they watching you, they like you play and this and that. And then it was, it was coming like that snowball was become a bigger and bigger and bigger. And then after summer, when I came back for uh, season number two and it was a draft year and first time I saw ranks where I was one and then Grigorenko and it was uh, Murray and it was a lot of a lot of good players i couldn't even remember but uh so, yeah and and then and 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 then it started and then it started ranks was like every month on tsn uh craig button really good guy i actually talked to him <laughs> yeah i actually called a couple of times even like without nothing just like to say uh how is he doing like you know i was live and everything like craig button was like on my side all the time so I was number one for Craig Bad. And then that's that's how we started basically. And it was like more pressure and it was commercials, you know. That's how we get in, we get some um photo shots and we went I think uh I had some I had some man, we, we had some I think cow or we had so basically one family in farm in Sarnia. Uh, I think I couldn't remember the whole story, but long story short, I think they talked to Galchenyuk, dad, but I live in Galchenyuk, so it was my first year. They said, we give you like 40 kilograms of meat for the whole year, like steaks. <laughs> so so they basically just like killed someone. They made some beef for us. And they just asked me like, should I like, do we have like a space to keep somewhere? I'll like, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find the fridge. Don't worry. <laughs> so we got beef. So I'm just saying that how I, how I start to become like more involved in that like a show you know because we had some a lot of good things were uh around us me and galchi we were together so draft something for free you know free tickets interviews photoshop this and that and then and then draft so walk us a little bit through the interview process leading up to the draft. <clears throat> Excuse me. Did you speak with a lot of different yeah. teams? Was it mostly the Oilers? Did you have, um, did you need a translator present? What was that all like? Uh, it was, it was weird. Yeah. So it was, uh, the first of all, it was a uh, combine, right? So we, we went to, uh, I think we were in Toronto or Buffalo. I can't remember. So we have, you, you got to do that. I was skinny and do shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think I was good on VHS. I'm not sure, but one of the bike, I, I was really, I pushed like everything, everything I could. And I was, I was puking after that. Uh, and then I, I went back home 
Uh, that's another thing is I miss home so much that I already been in Sarnia for like seven months. I came back for a month and then I went uh, for uh, combine for uh, for a week. And I, I should stay in Canada for another I don't know, two weeks or, or a month. But I went home because I want to go home. Like I I miss that so much. And I, I thought that I don't want to go anywhere. Like I want to I want to be in Russia. But and then we had draft, so I have to go on a draft in the, like three weeks. So I went there. Uh, it was a lot of interviews. I didn't, I didn't, I, I couldn't say that I talk a lot with Edmonton. I talk a lot with Columbus. I think, I think Columbus was a lot because GM, GM uh, was with his friends and scouts at our games and on the playoffs and regular seasons. I've seen him a lot, like often. Uh, I talked to Winnipeg, Winnipeg. I remember a shallow day off. So as soon as I went to the room, he said, well, you're not going to, he said, you're not going to be alive until, but we picked 10. So he said, you're probably not going to be alive until yeah. 10. So how you doing? I said, okay, everything's good. I'm like, yeah. So, and I went out. So my English was, my English was okay. Like it was, it was, it was. It was okay. It wasn't good. Uh, some teams, I think, had they had translator because I need to, I need help to say some things uh, properly. And some meetings were weird. It was like some tests. I can't remember the teams too. Um, yeah, it was. I just it was a lot of pressure, kind of. I didn't. I was seven, eighteen years old, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't understand like where I am. Where's that? A lot mm-hmm. of players in the hotel, a lot of media, and I'm still young, still a kid. I was just like, I want to go home. Yeah, because everybody home. talks about what Brian Burke said. I'm sure you've heard this quote. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a long story short. What he said, I I couldn't remember it. He said we weren't going to take him. His draft interview was the worst interview I've ever had in my life. Terrible. He was defiant, obnoxious, and sullen. One of our scouts also fought him in the interview. So it was not a good interview. Almost fought him. Oh, yeah. Actually, actually, I, I had some really good uh, meetings with Toronto guys. Uh, I'm sorry. I couldn't remember their names, but uh, meetings were with Toronto. It was always with like, big group of guys mm-hmm. and i remember we went to a restaurant once and i think i don't think brian burke was there and i did everything i could to to speak properly and say uh i was good like i wasn't like paying the ass or i wasn't bad guy i didn't say something bad who remember that i i had bad interview with toronto i probably i was scared and i had such a like big pressure on that time and i just want to go home yeah but in my mind was i want to go home maybe uh and my english wasn't good i couldn't i don't have a lot of words like uh english words to to say and to pronounce you know sometimes i had like thought but i i couldn't say it you know uh that's what i could say from my from my opinion that but if i was being uh asshole or uh with the brian burke interviews I, i i think he's wrong i don't know Maybe. Do you feel like, and hearing his quote annoys me? And Devin Dubnik said the same. I was surprised. I just, I was surprised. Does it annoy you because they don't say it when you're in the league? They don't say it when you're playing with yeah. them. They wait till you're gone, and they go, "Oh yeah, he, that guy. He was a jerk. He was this and that. We would never have taken him." I think it's a coward way out. 
to talk behind I someone's think, back. I think, I think, I think he is. I think, I think it is for sure. Like not for sure, but uh, to be honest, I couldn't even remember if I if I saw him there. I, I probably I've seen him somewhere, but uh, because when I went to Mastercard that practice ring, right? Mastercard in Toronto. Yep. So I yep. went there one. I was working with. Uh, uh, with physio and the strength coaches, they were like checking my body before draft. Yeah, I think everything was fine. I was just like young guy with uh, basically had no English. I, I tried to uh, do everything I could, and then I did same thing in Edmonton. I, I went to so if if you go with Brian the Brian Bush story, I, it was I was surprised that that he didn't say anything when I was in the league. You know, I I was shocked, and then he said it like eight years left uh, uh, later. Not eight, ten, or twelve. Let's say was, it's the definition of a yeah. coward. You just you, yeah, you can say so. it to his face, but anyways, I don't want to spend yeah. too much time yeah. on that. You get drafted yeah. number one overall, nail. That's got to be crazy exciting. You're going to the Edmonton Oilers. So much potential there. So many good young players. You're building this organization. What was that like? Sarnia is. I, I grew up right down the road from Sarnia and St. Catharines. It's a few hours away. So oh, I really? know Sarnia quite well. Yeah. I yeah. spent a lot of time there. Edmonton's not Sarnia. It, it's all yeah. hockey. It's cold. It's Northern Alberta. Like you said, they loved hockey. Everything is hockey 24 seven. Were you excited to go there? It's a long way from anywhere. What was it like going there and just having all of that pressure, publicity? Everybody's watching you. Yeah, I think uh I think I I didn't handle my uh pressure with everything in my head. I think it was number number one point. I couldn't say I was really excited because uh anywhere I go I was I was down, I was shocked, I was surprised, I was uh, you know, I was uh it was a lot of pressure, man. I just like sometimes I just wanna cry. I don't know. It was it was like you know I feel like I was young. I was young for that, you know. And I remember my my last two hours in uh, in Pittsburgh. It was a lot of fans, you know, those guys with uh, autographs outside. Yeah, the seekers. Yeah. So yeah, we were yeah we were walking like a superstar. But I was just want to hang out with my friends that I know, the Russian player Grigorenko, Makarov, and it was another like Russian players. I remember thirty minutes before. I was in a different hotel. <laughs> I was hanging out with like random guys plus Russian players in the room, having a burger and a pizzas. And if we were talking about draft, we're like, guys, what's going on? Where are we going? Do we need this or not? And then uh, I think Mikhail said, okay, guys, we got to go. Like we got to change. So I went back <laughs> to my hotel, a couple blocks away on my own, no taxi with my flip-flops. As a young guy, you know, still young, still, uh, I don't know, just, just, just the, just the young green guy. And yeah, I went to my room, just take a shower, changed, uh, put a suit on, and then I went to the job. I was shaking, and I had no idea where am I going. It was sold out. Uh, everyone screaming. Um, we had valet with. Uh, I went with my agent, with my coach, with my parents, and yeah. And the funny thing is. I think 20 minutes earlier, my agent, I think my agent called me and he said, like, why did you t- tweet that? I'm like, 
I didn't tweet anything. Like, what's going on? So he showed me a page. If someone made fake Nail Yakupov's page in Twitter, and he said, I, I didn't want to go to Edmonton or something like that. <laughs> it was like, it was a big thing, man. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, so GM, uh, I think McTav- McTavish was a, Tambellini. I know, it was Steve Tambellini. Tambellini called Igor. He's like, Igor, what's going on? Like, what, what is he doing? He doesn't want to go there. He's like, Steve, just wait, give him a minute. So he talked to me as said, Igor, like I had even, I don't think I had a phone on like in my pocket. I said, I never tweet that. Like, I, please, please. Crazy. And yeah. And I think first stable close to me was Columbus. And that Columbus GM was staring at me all the time. Like, I don't know, every 10 seconds, every every 20 seconds, you know, it was all the time. I'm like, oh, where am I going? <laughs> yeah, but I I, I kind of knew I go to Edmonton. I go the first round. I was kind of, I was scared. I was, I had a lot of pressure. Uh, but in my mind, I knew I'm going to go one. Kind of, you know, you feel yeah. that. So, uh, yeah, and then I just went there and... When I was walking to the stage, I've seen those faces at Daryl Cates, really good guy with his son. I met them in Edmonton. He invited me for dinner before the draft. So I was hanging out in his um, house. So I met them and Kevin Lowe and McTavish and those guys. So it was kind of really nice meet and warm, you know, talk, conversation at home, at the stage, after the draft, like... And then I, I met Nuge first time when I put my jersey on, like uh, 10 minutes later, I, I met Nuge because Nuge was there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it was like interviews, this and that. And and I was trying to keep my uh, smile up that I'm excited, but I just, I had no idea, like, where am I going, man? I just like, you know, it, it was so tough. For me, it was tough. I don't know. It was, I think I, I lost that battle really lost my that battle with uh, with my head with my with my mind i i think i wasn't ready for that kind of maybe uh i should i don't know i can say everything but maybe if i'll go a little bit like five or ten or whatever yeah. first round maybe it will be a little bit uh the less pressure you know because you don't have that much expectation from uh uh from the city from the organization from the players but it is what it is. What happened? And then, so, so I, 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 yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, let me ask because you had you had a I mean a, a room full of guys and many of those guys, several of them, Hall and Nuge, were first overall picks right before you. And they kind of been through some of it, different situations. You know, they're not coming over from Russia. But did they give you any advice? Did they kind of was there anything you could learn from them just being that? And then second part of the question is, what was your relationship like with the, the head coach Kruger? So. Because my English wasn't that good, I didn't really talk to uh, players in the locker room. Uh, I was shy. I think I had English, but I was shy to to talk and hang out with with the guys because uh, when I entered the locker room, it was Sean Harkov, Alex Hamsky, Sam Gagne, and uh, Nuge and Hall and Epps. And I was just, I was still got a lot of respect for those guys because couple months ago, I was watching those players in NHL on the TV, mm-hmm. and now I'm with them, you know? So I had to go through this way first that to uh, to stick 
to that players and be as a part, not like behind them and be with them. And it was hard to, uh, for me to get closer to him, you know what I'm saying? So I was kind of, I was, I was shy. I was shy all the time. Uh, and then the time flies, I was kind of, it was better and better. We started right away. It was like short season uh, lockout and it was, you know, game goes on. It was, it was kind of easier, but I, I didn't talk too much. I didn't talk too much. I, I think I, I was talking to. I tried to talk. I was, uh, you know, I I tried my best, but I was shy. Yeah. Um, I think I talked to Nick Habibulin, was like a Russian player. He was Russian. Uh, yeah, he was a goalie for us. I think I was. I start talking to him maybe when it was like ten games left. <laughs> oh no! He was, <laughs> because his 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 daughter is older than me, you know. <laughs> And when he, when the uh, first time he picked me up, I was like, oh my God, I, I call him uncle, uncle, uh, uncle Kolya. That's what we called in Russia when, uh, the guy is more older than you. So you got to call him like uncle Kolya. Okay. And then after that I said, oh, I don't ever say that. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then 10, 10 games left and happy tried to, uh, bring me over with him, like to the dinners, you know, I was hanging out at his place once and we were going to lunch. Sometimes he was, Oh, I remember Darcy Kardachak, that guy, that guy's a beauty. I think that guy, that guy gave me life, man. That what did he do? What, me, how though? Was he yeah, just friendly? He was, I was, so I, um, after, after draft, I went, I went to Edmonton for rookie camp and then I think I stayed a little bit uh, longer and he was, he was, picked me up he picked me up every day from the Sutton place uh the hotel yeah I was driving with him so that's how I started talking a little bit and I I wasn't I wasn't feel shy and I I I kind of I I get really involved with uh with Darcy and he was he's such a beauty man he he helped me a lot he gave me like he drove me everywhere he was buying me some food, you know, he went, he went shopping with me, buying me some shoes, you know, I went with them to, uh, to buy suits and he was just, he, he was my kind of like a daddy yeah. on the plane, you know? And yeah, when I had some bad games, he's like, man, you like you scored last, last game. You didn't score this game. What? Like life is over. Life is not over. Like keep working and do this and that. Like, man, he was a beauty. And then, Seven years later, I met them in Nashville at at the club. That <laughs> was crazy. At the club, it's seven years later. He was like, <laughs> we, we played playoffs. It was I never say that, you know, like no nobody knows that. But when we when we were in Colorado, we played uh, Nashville in the first round. We didn't play, obviously, <laughs> so we didn't play after the game. We just, and in Nashville, we played always on the weekends. Crazy! And it's the, the best city, Nashville. Yeah, and then we just went out with the uh, non-playing players, and I met Darcy Hardtrack since like seven years later. That's so awesome. Darcy. That Darcy, Darcy Darcy was really good friend of mine. My uh, my first year, he was uh, yeah that guy. Yeah, he was giving me life, and he helped my my family. You know, and he was smiling. He's just excited about life. Yeah. He just he loved life. He had some <sighs> fights. He got beaten sometimes. He was winning sometimes, but he was always smiling. No matter what, he was, yeah, Darcy is a good guy. Nail, I, uh, you you played good that first year. You had, I think, 30, 40 points and 48 games. Yeah, I got 30. A, I, yeah, I think I had 31 points. I, I scored more goals in a team. 
Yeah. So yeah, you, you had a successful go. year. What was it? Because you you think of you know your number one overall pick. You're in Edmonton, which is the hockey mecca almost. You know, it's Toronto, it's Montreal. Edmonton's right there. Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messi, those. Yeah. Did you have fun your first year? Because it sounds like it was, it was kind of not uh, great. So I I forgot about uh, Ralph Kruger. I, I've been yeah. asked about Ralph Kruger. Ralph Kruger was really good, uh, like good human being. You know, yeah. he's uh, he's more more than a coach. Like for me, it was important to have uh, someone uh, who can um be close to me not just about hockey and about everything like life i um uh, he was talking to me a lot and he tried to teach me about like some little things you know i think even when he was mad at me um uh, sometimes he, he wasn't saying anything about it but i knew some some mistakes i've done in the, like during the game a little bit yeah and he was just he tried to he tried to like push me forward with that excitement I had, so to be more successful, that's that's what I think. And with Ralph, I was I was you know I, I was feeling good. He just gave me a good. He gave me a lot of time. You know, he um, uh, I was involved in power plays all the time, and he he. I, I don't think he wasn't. He was. I don't think he changed like lines all the time. You know, he's. I I was I was on my spot. I think. That's where he thinks should I like I should be. I I was there and it was yeah. good. He was he was more than a coach. You know you know we had a lot of good meetings. You know he been uh, in a team's uh, party sometimes with a glass of wine and he was talking to players. He he was on the same level with everyone: players, staff, Joey Moss, uh, the the people who worked for for Rogers Place. He was yeah. he was really really nice guy. So. Uh, yeah, but uh, my first year was okay. Do you know another thing is I I moved I moved with my family there. Okay. So my first year, my first year I lived with uh, basically I lived with my mom, and in Sarnia, my second year I lived with my family. So and then I I was when I was in Edmonton I lived with my family for four years. So I felt like. Sometimes maybe I was already like 20, 21, 22, and I feel like I need more space, kind of. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't really say it was pressure. After a bad game, you have already bad game. You know, you lost. You play like shit, and then you come home and you, and then you have your family. You, you try to be nice, but you, you know, they could say something about your game too. Not my mom, but I talk to my dad about my game a lot. Some sometimes. <laughs> And I felt like uh, sometimes I just want to like disappear in my room, like in, right. in the space to be by myself. Yeah. I couldn't say like, I'm not saying it was uh, my, my, uh, my family did uh, bad, uh, you know, everything to me. No, nothing. But I, right now I feel like maybe I need more space to be You're by myself. Up. Yeah. I was growing up when I, and I thought maybe if I would stay on my own and took my own way, by myself, maybe it will be a little bit different. I don't know because I felt like pressure everywhere. It's, that's you know that's what I'm getting from talking to you is just like yeah the amount of pressure and everybody's trying to help, but yeah it yeah. sounds and, yeah and they're trying to help you know they try yeah. to help, but sometimes you just you just want to like be in a space that it, just you just yeah. you like not not even the light 
and you just want to hang out with your uh, with your mind but i think uh yeah yeah probably probably i should stay by myself but it is what it is well, you mentioned Ralph Kruger being a great guy. He got fired after that season. They bring in Dallas Eakins. He lasts for one year, one and a bit. Then you have Craig McTavish. You have Nelson. You played three years of hockey. You've had four coaches. I played with Mikhail Grigorenko. You mentioned that. I've said this many, many times where I'm like, Griggs was a world-class talent. The yeah. guy had unbelievable hands, score at will. I feel like they ruined his career because they rushed him to the NHL. We had a bunch of coaches like you did in Buffalo. I think we had four or five coaches and GMs and presidents. Do you feel like that stunted your growth to not have like a consistent coach to just bounce ideas off and to just talk to and to mold you and help you develop? Because a coach comes in, they don't know anybody. All of a sudden, you got Hall, you got Nuge, you got Yakupov. They, they they try to do too much, and you're still an 18 year old kid. I don't want to blame the coaches and GM. Yeah, I don't want to say that I I don't play in NHL because of them and this, but I have a couple of coaches that I didn't I didn't like to be honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I agree, John. Because when you're changing some people. Uh, you know, even even if you're not a hockey player, you just go outside. If you're gonna meet every player, or every every guy, like eight or seven guys a day, you just like it's you're not gonna talk to anyone with uh, with more open heart. You know what I'm saying? So because mm-hmm. the, the people always changing, and you're like you don't know who to trust. Kind of uh, Ralph. I was surprised with Ralph because I talked to him in the summer. He was asking me about Russian guy. What do you think about this guy? I said like he's he's a good guy. I know his, uh, my, my dad knows his parents and, you know, my dad knows him when he played junior. Like I, I was bringing some like information for, to Ralph. He's like, yeah, I think he's good. And this, I, we're looking for this guy and like Edmonton looking at this guy and this and that. And then boom, like after a couple of weeks, he got fired. So I called Ralph, I'm like, Ralph, what's going on? He's like, I don't know, man. I was, I wake up in Switzerland Having a good day. I was sitting eating lunch with a glass of wine or something like huh. this. Yeah, I got yeah, I got called from uh, I think he got called from McDonald's. He's saying he's like, you got fired. Sorry. <laughs> it was it was long story short. Yeah. And Ralph, yeah, Ralph on that time, Ralph told me that, man, I I don't know what happened. That's what he said. But probably some they have some like deep things uh you know between like uh, big guys whatever i don't want disagreements to it, between but, him and yeah but yeah but uh yeah it, it was it was happened so quick and then dallas Eakins. <laughs> Man, no, it's tough guy, to be I, de- it's tough to get developed because i'm just I'm, I'm looking and then you had todd mcclellan you every year you had a new coach there, yeah, there was and i have I, I have so many coaches i have so many gms crazy Oh my it's god! Un- and you played <laughs> with like uh, I look at the rosters. You you played with McDavid. You played with Hall. You played with Nuge. You had unbelievable players. At what time were you just getting frustrated and you just like I just want to go home? This is not what I wanted to do. You have fun in Russia. You you enjoyed going there. You said at the draft you're like I, I just yeah. want to have a hamburger in the room with some of my buddies. Like it was there a point where you're just like this sucks. I don't like it. The I think uh, the big bomb got bombed in uh, second year. I think uh, my second or third game, I got healthy scratched against Toronto. 
So we play home against Winnipeg. I, I remember that moment. It was uh, our zone face-off. I was taking bad lane uh, against Troba because if their face, uh, their sentiment wins a face-off, Troba just had like one timer. And I was, I wasn't in the lane. I, I don't know. I was cheating or I was scared, whatever. So he, they scored a goal after that. Uh, I got benched. Uh, yeah, and we went to Toronto, and I got, and I got healthy scratched, and that was like, I don't know. I I feel like someone just like took something inside nail and just like throws it somewhere. I was so empty, man. It was unbelievable, and that was the moment that you should uh, try to not uh, let those things down. You know. But I I was down. I was it was it was so bad. After that, I couldn't um, basically I couldn't breathe. I was shocked. I, I lost everything. I lost energy. I lost uh, momentum. I was nervous. It was it was yeah. I just I lost control basically. And we talked about it uh, with my agent, and he said we should probably should ask for a trade right away. As soon as he said like you got healthy scratch, we should like, ask for trade. We didn't we didn't do it. But uh, yeah, it was that moment was it, it was bad. And since that, my relationship with Dallas Eakins was over. Not because of me. He just uh, he just didn't like me. I don't know. Did and, he tell you why? Was it just like, hey, you gotta you gotta get in the lane. You gotta well, play better he, defense. He, he told me that. He told me, yeah, defense, 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 and this. Uh, you uh, just uh, sometimes he was. <clears throat> I don't want to be wrong, but. Uh, Maybe he was he was screaming at me, you know. He was asking me why you do this, why you're not doing this. But he's not he wasn't teaching, kinda. Yeah. If 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 uh if if you know a player is doing something wrong, you gotta you gotta like tell him to man, we were in the last place, we didn't make a playoffs. Like he was I, I felt like I had he was just like burned on me, like only one guy. So and then I was sometimes I was going to press box, uh, press box with uh, assistant coach. We were watching the game from from him. Was writing something on the list. He was like, I was doing some weird things, but I never learned like how to play. Like he basically never teach me. And but that guy was just weird. I don't know. And, does, yeah. Does Taylor Hall say anything? Because he's at that time. Like he's the leader of the team, right? I, I think he has the C maybe. Do, do those guys ever pull you aside and be like, hey, like nail, like it sucks. Like Yeah, I I could remember that one guy said something to me, like in the give hand or uh you know, like give some support. It wasn't like that. Uh because I think maybe because we were losing and guys were already frustrated because we yeah. were like in a really bad spot for like three years and everyone, uh, they were kind of in their, in their bodies, you know, and they don't want to do like, they don't want to deal with no one. They just want to like play the game, just calm and whatever. We were, we were losing five games, win one game. And then we we're like, fuck, everything's good. If like city loves it, Edmonton is like, Oh Guys, really good game. We won one game, and then and then we go again for like three or four losing streak, and then we, we won one game again. And everything is fine. And yeah, it was crazy. I think he uh, was like, I know some guys tried hard, but guys, veterans, that Matt Hendricks, 
he was playing in Washington before that. He was like in the teams who played in class and the fight for spots. And he knows how to win. I think Boyd Gordon was in our team too. That guy eats every every puck on the like on the PK. He was like, I don't yeah, I don't see any like a good spots on his body. He always was broken. So he played in Washington, you know. He was saying something that, you know, some speeches because he wants to win and they were they were tired of losing all the time. So uh, I think somebody uh, somebody else was there, like Smith, Ryan Smith. That guy was like uh, he was he lost in this uh, in uh, against Carolina, right? In the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. So that guy tried to say something. But guys, but not a players who didn't make a playoffs and the guys who never played in the good teams, they don't know how to win. They don't, they don't know how, like what to do and what to say. That's what I think. And Evs and Halsey and Nuge on that time, they were young too, but I, I think they had really good lives because they were putting like a lot of points. They were living in Canada, you know, they, everyone loves them. And, and I think they did everything they could on that time. They could not do more. Because I don't know why, maybe we had bad team or bad coach, but I think our coach wasn't right. And I can tell. I uh, when I was young, I I, I say to myself like I'm not gonna blame coach, but that coach, <clears throat> I, I I don't like that coach. And maybe could you not tell, even. Could yeah. you tell a difference when you went to St. Louis then? Because you get traded in '16. Yeah, could you tell different. a difference right away? How how? Yeah, it was different right away. It was the it was older team. Uh, you already uh, throwing some respects for like Vladi Tarasenko. That's a number one guy that I know. Like the first guy who called me and uh, told me about you have traded. I, like text me, shooting me text. And yeah, and when you look at the locker room, uh, Alexander Steen, Schwartz, Petrangelo, those guys, you already know that those guys are those guys are going to play us all the time. And mm-hmm. their question was to not make a playoffs. Their question was like, how far should we go and what we have to do for it and coach like Hitchcock this story I first time I met Hitch it was uh last exhibition games they play against Chicago I went to the trainer's room uh to meet the all uh all the staff so Hitch was sitting and crashed the popcorn with two hands <laughs> crazy <laughs> Man, he was he was just he was killing it and I was like hey, he's, I'm like nail he's like Oh, Neil! <laughs> welcome, welcome to the squad. <laughs> it was funny, but yeah, uh, I think everyone was hate Hitch. They hate him. They hate him bad. But <clears throat> I think uh, his system was working sometimes. <laughs> Not sometimes. He the, he's a big name. He yeah. he coached he coached a lot, and uh, I think uh, I gave him some respect. But. Uh, obviously, of course, it's a different different teams. Edmonton and St. Louis on that time was completely different, and it was it was uh, yeah maybe it was hard to make a team there sometimes. But yeah, they go. Uh, oh, go ahead, Tim. Well, can you uh, for for the listeners explain a little bit like of what that's different, like why different, how. Is it like the everyday? Is it the way you practice? Is it the way you travel? Is it the way the teammates talk to each other? No, it's the practice. Uh, no. Um, in NHL, everything's, John, you know, everything is good. Uh, food mm-hmm. and flies and hotels. I think every every team has like same things. And, you know, same, same, uh, uh, how should I say that? Uh, 
the day to day stuff is the same. Yeah, day to day to day stuff, everything is good. You know, everything's you know nice and nice and clean, the uh, skews and everything. And this, I'm I'm just talking about practice. I'm just talking about like system. I'm just talking about like videos uh, we're doing. I'm talking about the players when they, uh, you know, agreeing with Hitch when they were like fighting against each other, you know. But some guys were like, some guys were taking like fucking Hitch, and I was so oh, I was surprised that this, yeah, some big guys were, um, uh, they were involved in like a speech fight with uh, with the with the coach and just like uh, that winning mentality, you know, um, uh, the way the uh, um talking on the ice you know the way the uh uh fighting for each other i know it's it, you john you know you know it's like it just it's 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 hard to explain you just you just gotta be there like if if you were like team who haven't played in players for so long and then you, you go into the team who's gonna fight for like Stanley Cup is is, is just different. But it, and first of all, I think guy it it was like older squad in St. Louis. I think uh, I think it was uh that was a more important thing too, I think. So in in Edmonton with the young with the young guys we didn't really do much, I think. And maybe that lockout year we almost made a playoffs, but we didn't make playoffs. It is a culture, and it starts from the top down. I've said this before where, okay, yeah. if the GM and the coach and the president, and if they treat the players right, practices yeah. go well, Like it, it it starts from the top. And you can tell St. Louis has a good organization. We've had yeah. guys who played for Edmonton. I almost signed at Edmonton many, many years, and even the way they talked to the players that they wanted to sign, they were promising me the world. Like, oh, we're going to win the Stanley Cup in four years. Yeah. They're like, yeah. well, we'll sign you to a two-year deal. I'm like, well, what – Tell me four yeah. years. Like, so it, it's it's very different kind of different. Organ- I played with Arizona, who was garbage. I played yeah. in Buffalo when we were last place and had a dysfunctional president and GM. I played in grade A uh, Chicago and New York. Those were yeah. great organizations, you know, and it's, but then, it's different. Yeah, Edmonton was cool. That organization was unbelievable. They've they've done everything for players this, in Canada. I think it's in Canada it's everywhere like this. If you play in Canada, you're just living your best life. I think, especially if you're young. Oh my god, crazy! <laughs> I wish I could do more when I was young, but I was too shy. I had no English, you know. What happened to you? Because you don't seem shy right now. Oh man, I'm almost thirty. But you know, the mindset, like if with my mindset right now, if I'll go back years, it'll be like maybe a different story. I mean, I can say whatever I could, but I'm just saying that I'm a little bit different person right now. And I was different back in NHL was completely different, man. Oh my God. Do you think that if you had this mentality now, what you've learned, there's a song, I wish I knew now what I did, what I did back then or something like that. If, if you could go back with all the knowledge you have now, do you think you'd be more successful? You know what? I'll, I'll say this. I worked with uh, Bob Hartley in Avangard. Okay. Uh, he said one thing to me. He said, like, hey, yeah, nail. Like, if I had you my uh, your first year in Calgary, <laughs> it would be a different story. That's what he said. Man, that yeah. guy. So this is the best coach in my life, probably. I've, I've, uh, I've seen, I've learned. Uh, I don't see anyone close to Bob. At yeah. all, that at all, the coaches I've been through Edmonton and St. Louis, 
no, I should say, but I'm not going to blame uh, coaches, but I'm saying if, if that guy will be in Canada or in Edmonton, it will be a different story. That guy changed my, uh, he changed my, he didn't change my game. He was just giving some little details about hockey. And yeah, we had system. Yeah, we played really poor hockey. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's, it's, it's like you, you just want to puke from our game, you know. When when I'm talking to my friends and my family, when they watch our games, like, man, we have no idea what you play. I'm like, just, just, just play. Like, we have system. You have to do this and that. And yeah, you kind of under the box all the time. But man, he teach me so, not just me, like, but the players who play for Bob, 100% they're learning something that he will keep continue to do that in different teams. That's mm-hmm. what am I doing right now? Like I, when I was uh, working with Bob, some things I'm, I've learned, I'm, I'm doing it right now. And yeah, that guy, that guy is different. And it's not, it's not surprised that he won every championship he coached. He, East Coast, he won AHL, he won AHL, NHL, uh, Switzerland, uh, KHL. We won KHL with yeah. with Bob, and that guy was he's just like I, he's a fanatic. He's just for him. Just he said, "Nail, I love only three things: hockey, my grandsons." And uh, Coke Zero. That's it. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. We, the funny part is he. We're still talking to each other. He can text me. He can call me. You know, he was face FaceTiming me sometimes. He's like, "Just nail. How you doing? I'm watching your game." And I was, I was thinking, like, "Are you kidding me? You're watching my game? Like, why do you need to watch my game? You like in North, like in Florida, like on the." In the house, yeah, you know, so cool. enjoying weather, and he, he just he man, he watched every arc, you know, every statistic, uh, every team, every player. We had such a big like uh, list uh, of uh, not like numbers, mm-hmm. whatever team you play against, the um, players, statistic numbers, like this and that, where he likes to eat, where he doesn't like to go, like everything. We know. Everything about player who we're gonna play against, like in the playoffs and those kinds. It of was things. that you know, detailed. Was, That's cool. He was so detailed. Yeah, that guy was. That guy was unreal. I got that some guy. questions for you because I was I was yeah. looking on your at your teams who you've played with and you've played with some some pretty good players. You know, Colorado. You got yeah. McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog. Yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. McDavid, oh, yeah. Hall, Nuge. Who's the best player you played with in the NHL? Well, uh, well, I played with Connor. I think Connor. Yeah. He's number one for sure, but I would say uh, Nathan McKinnon. But they they both unreal, and they both putting like a lot of points. Obviously, Connor a little bit more, but uh, but McKinnon, he was like for me, he was he was uh, he was a fighter. He's a warrior. Like in the practice, he was first guy on. I I was. Uh, he was he was skating with uh, with the goalies all the time, like uh, forty minutes earlier. Yeah, he was going yes all the time, and I was I was with him. And he, he he's not shooting just for shot; he's shooting for score all the time. And so he was working with the goalies uh, for forty minutes, and then we have practice. And he always when if it's one on one, he he wants to beat that guy. If it's two on two, he wants like. 
put him on his ass like on the ass. He he wants to score. He was fight. He was fighting. He was hitting. And then if something goes wrong or, or like he you couldn't like beat the guy uh, or mo- most of the time it was Tyson Berry. They go one on one against mm-hmm. each other. And <laughs> if something goes wrong and Nate couldn't score, he's like, I'll fuck you up. I'll like, I'll score next time. Like, you know, and he was so honest. He was like, he's, he, he wasn't funny. So that's how he was taking the game all the time, all, like all the time series. He will tell every player, he will tell coach, Betsy. He'll tell Benzi, like, Benzi, we got to do this. <laughs> we got to do that. It's not, so you not knew. All the time. Could you tell yeah. Stanley Cup, this guy gets it? Yeah. Like, there's yeah, a difference yeah. between him and Hall. Yeah. Uh, him and Hall? Just the mentality they go about hockey. Mentality. Mentality. Yeah, it, it just just mentality. The way, like, for me, uh, Halsey is a great guy. I mean, yep. yeah, he, he's a good guy. I think he was a good player. He was skilled, too. But um, but McKinnon is more like he wants to push everything. Like he doesn't he doesn't want to push everything hundred percent. Like he wants to take like three hundred percent of every moment. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere, and he's he's so serious. And uh, on that time, he wasn't that freak about food and and this and that. I've heard some stories when uh, and uh, Russian guys were in Colorado, like Maltev. I don't know if you remember that he was he was in the AHL, Maltev. Mm-hmm. And he said some stories about like how bad he was on the food wise. Like he eats this and he was, he was drinking this. And in the practice, he was telling me like, well, you gotta be better. Like you gotta do this. Like don't like uh, lose the puck on the blue line in the practice. He was like mm-hmm. this all the time. He was talking to players all the time. Halsey I was love there. Halsey, yeah. Halsey was doing his own things, you know, and he, he wasn't really the thing. Some, uh, like thanks to me, I'm, I was a younger guy. Maybe I want to hear some, you know, speech from guys like uh, Ebbs and Nuge and Halsey. They were just, if I had some like bad moments, I had bad moments when I played with them. They were just going to not choke me or say something. Come on, Yak, like fuck, yeah. fucking, you know, this and that. But nothing like special in the details that should we like do something. You know what I'm saying? So you that used was, to that burn was me there. wide. I know that. So I knew you were yeah, fast. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, so I, I one more. Then Tim's got some. We to, this is a long interview. This is fantastic. Right. Do you have any aspirations now of coming back to the NHL? You've been in the K for like five years. Have you had anybody reach out and say, "Hey, come back, give it another go"? You're older. You're more mature. No, 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 no. I have. I don't. Well, I I'm I talk to just like. Uh, Nikita's daughter sometimes we talking mm-hmm. to each other. I think he's really good uh, friend of mine when we play together. And I don't, I couldn't say I have a lot of friends there. Uh, I have a, I have a friends that outside of hockey. So that I talked to in Edmonton, yeah. really good guys. But to be honest, it's not more about NHL. It's just a, more about like North America uh, life. You know, like for me, hockey is, hockey is not just, it's not my life. I just, I want to live the life too. And I want to like, I want to feel that enjoyment. You know, I want to yeah. wake up and feel nice and, and to be where I want to be. You know, it's not just a, like about hockey, uh, the Canada and U S it's really good country to live. And especially for uh, pro athletes, that's really good spot to be because the people and fans and organizations, they get, they treating you, 
very well. And the it, it's fantastic how far they go from from us, from from Russians, yeah. you know. But yeah, I just uh, I feel like I'm I'm more comfortable to be here in the, in Russia, you know, be with my friends. You know, I'm still single, still uh, maybe looking for a for a future wife or whatever. And uh, like in for me, like mentality. Uh, Russian girl is more closer than like North American girl, you know? Um, yeah, but we'll see who knows, you know, you know, life is changing pretty quick, but for now, I don't want to go And I don't think I have a chance. Maybe, I don't know, but I, I'm not putting those uh, points that, okay, next year I got to put like 60, 70 points and go to NHL. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I just, I just want to feel comfortable and live a good life because be, because sometimes hockey takes like bites so much from your life and yeah. from your, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know how to explain. You just, I don't want to think about hockey too much. You just like sometimes way too much and you nervous and you feel bad. You couldn't sleep because of hockey. You, you couldn't sleep because you couldn't score or you couldn't get an apple or why, why, like why? I don't want, I don't want to do no, that. No, I, I don't yeah, think you yeah, realize yeah the the amount of stress especially for a kid who's 18 years old you're putting and and it's it's very hard yeah it's hard so, man. It, oh. it's, it's hard but you know maybe for me it was hard for another kid who's 18 years old i don't know tom wilson whatever well i just he think just, it, it shows that you actually cared like you did really yeah. earnestly want to like, yeah i care man well. i was on, on that time i was like those draft years I, it was like my 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 bad dreams that time was my bad dream because i couldn't handle i feel so bad when i was lockout year to be honest when it was lockout year so i came back to play for my hometown nizhny kamsk nitihimik in khl mm-hmm. i played with martin Tsibak. you remember that guy slovakian guy martin Tsibak? he won no. stanley cup with tampa bay in 2004 okay so i played with him uh i played here for three months Man, it was it was my best time I ever had in my life. Why though? I, I was I wake up, I was like, I, I love this life. I love this game. I I love this everything. I love everyone outside, in at the ring, on the roads. I love to I I was I was living my really good life. I was enjoying about hockey. I was like, I was putting some points, team was doing well and I played with the man's my first time I played with the man's I was 18 years old. And I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, it works pretty good. Like, I like it. But I was already drafted. But I knew in my mind, I'm like, one day is going to be over. One day they will say lockout is over and you got to go to NHL. And yeah. I was trying to stretch that moment far as I could. And then I went to world championship, uh, world juniors, world juniors in the, in, in, uh, in the wintertime. And it, and and I, I kind of started went down. It was a pressure already from from that moment. And then in January they said lockout was over. You have to come back in Edmonton. I was like, <laughs> "That's amazing! But, wow!" Yeah. So that was that was that was my uh, best. So best, was it best. just when you left Colorado and you decided yeah. I'm done with the NHL? I'm going to St. Petersburg. Were you? Was it just like, a, like you were just happy? You know what I mean? Did it feel good to sign that contract with the K? I was at the, at the moment. I was still uh, I was still waiting for some uh, offers from NHL, kind of, but it was taking for so long. And our training camp starts pretty early, so I had to decide 
where should I go? Because St. Petersburg, they don't want to wait for so long. Yeah. And I'm like, I was nervous. Yeah, for a week. I'm like, what should I do? What should I do? Got to make decision. And I feel like it was enough. I, I'm by myself in North America, and I don't want to. I don't want that life, kind of. You know, it's 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 good to be in a good organization. You know, playing NHL, leading a good life, having good restaurants and in this and that. But I, I feel like I need to come back and be in a be in Russia, be close to my uh, culture. And, and I was excited. I was, it wasn't, it wasn't too hard. I was, it, it was good times too in St. Petersburg too. Because plus we had really good teams, man. We had a really good team. The Shistork and Gavrikov, Datsuk, those guys. But I'm leaving. It was, it was a really good time. I was, I was really excited. Crazy. I could talk to you all day, but we can't. Tim's, yeah. yeah. So Tim does, yeah. Tim, Tim does a, a rapid fire where he's going to ask you some questions. It's just fun, yeah. easy stuff. We've been talking some heavy stuff here, Nail. This is crazy. It's okay. I love it. All right. So, Tim, <laughs> I, take it away. Gonna, I didn't blame anyone, but yeah, I try, I try to be honest. No, you, this has been, I usually hate doing oh, you know what? Oh, let me tell you, please, let me, let me say something about okay. that, that interview, interview that Devin Dubnik said about me. Okay. So, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Devin Dubnik, he he was talking to somebody and they mentioned Nail Yakupov and he said, Oh, Nail yeah. Yakupov, this guy was an idiot, a complete yeah. idiot. I tried to explain to him we were doing a low drive from the corner yeah. and he's zipping these things past my ear because he's trying to hit the elbow. And I tried to explain to him, You realize that there's three outcomes here. You miss the net, you score, or you hit me in the ear. And I hate all three of those. If you want to <laughs> practice this shot, go do it on the other end. Okay. Th- that's what he said. So uh, it's that's funny because um, to be honest, I couldn't remember that moment at all because I knew I was working with Duby and uh, Habi all the time after practice because yeah. the goalie coach always wants to do something extra for the goalies. And my mindset was always to score a goal, whatever. Like, it was a little hole. I try to like put pucks here, here, and this and that. And oh, I... I, I knew I hit him probably a couple of times in the head, but I think that moment he was saying it was, it was the drill. It was, I think it was a drill we were doing and yeah, maybe I hit him once. He, he was screaming at me and then I hit him again. <laughs> I think, I think second one, maybe I've done it on purpose. He was, you, you know, it was a long time ago. And then he skated me with a guitar. <laughs> I think yeah, I think you you, you grab your stick like a daughter and try to smash you or something like it was little 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 fight kinda, but after that you know and we we were good like I couldn't say we were friends I was I was trying to be nice to everyone and it, with Doobie next day we're like Doobie like we were hi bye how are you 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 know we were talking we were hanging out together in the end of the season like at the bar I was you know he was. Him and his wife uh, drive me home. Like it wasn't like we were hitting each other, you know. You know the bad things that happen sometimes on the ice when players are hitting each other. But okay, that happened. Whatever. I hit him a couple times, like to his uh, to his head. But we, after that, we were good. We were still talking, and I he, I never heard that he was saying something I'm idiot or like idiot something like this. He probably knew I'm a young guy and. And I'm, I'm, I don't try to do that on purpose and shit. 
And then I, boom, 10 years later, he was saying some things that he's, but the, he said it that we're hating each other. That's, that's how I understand. Yeah. But it was like, he was, I was like, Oh my God, crazy. And on my mind was, I was, I was talking to CCM to order my sticks. And I was like, I knew I'm going to put on my stick. I'm not going to put Yakov. I'll put Dubnik ears. That's what, <laughs> that's what I tried to put on my sticks. <laughs> and I, I, I was, I was ready to uh, answer on Instagram or call them or text them. I was so, I was so mad because everyone that keep texting me like, yuck, what's going on? Like, I'm like, what, like, what's wrong? And then you show me that article about doing I'm like, that's crazy, man. Like, I thought he's a good guy and we were good to each other. And then he said it. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's just how so, it yeah, is. I'm done. That yeah. sucks. I'm sorry. I, and, <laughs> and I just want to touch on that because I played with some, like I played with the world-class, arguably the best goalies ever, um, Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah. You could rip pucks at Lundqvist all day long past his ears. He didn't care. He honestly didn't that's, care. That's the thing about good goals who I've played with. They never, like, uh, Sam Barlama for Jordan Bernier, uh, I, because I was with, uh, I tried to be more with Nate on the ice with mm-hmm. uh, like a goalie practices. And yeah, he was clean ice. He was cold ice. It was unbelievable. You know, when you're ripping that puck with a white tape on, you know, just started practice, boom. And I was like, and no word. I was like, Varley, like, sorry, I'm not. He's like, okay, okay, just keep working. That's it. That's That was the difference between goalies yeah. who are like trying to hit you with a guitar and goalies who, you know, focusing on this, uh, you know, little things. And obviously if I'm shooting like three or four times in a row, you probably will kill me, but that never happened and that was the difference between goalies who with the guitar and goalies who just trying to stop the fuck and actually yeah. i told him like okay, that's your job and i was i was mad too in luck i think in luck and we started screaming i say this is your freaking job to stop the puck you know like that was yeah whatever <laughs> goalies Funny. are nut jobs because even like i played with a goalie who was so he was so annoying he wouldn't take my shot in a shootout because i wasn't good enough what? That's and so, so he bad. would he would take all the stars, and then I would go Barry Brust for the Wild that I played with him in Houston for a little bit. Yeah. Nice, nice yeah. guy. I got to the point where I just I just punched him out. I'm like, you're not going to take my shot, so I ripped the shot at his neck, and I just boom, knocked him. I didn't knock him out, but I knocked him down. I yeah. punched him in the head. Well, they don't be a little baby about it. It's just so goalies are weird. Yeah. It's just you can't do that. You can't do that. I think this is disrespect me. You talk yeah. to Darcy Hordachuk, the tough guys are nice guys, but yeah, yeah anyway. that's so beauty is that you're beauty too. No, <laughs> I was I you first up. <laughs> no, no, but you're thank good. you. All right. Tim's gonna do some questions here, Nail. Very fun stuff off the cuff. Go ahead, Tim. Okay, first question. Thanks. Who's your celebrity crush? Oh trying to explain celebrity crush. Oh, that girl that I like. Yeah, or boy. Uh, I think uh, what's her name? Uh, I just I couldn't remember the name. Uh, uh, Mary Robert. Margot Robbie. Robbie. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. Okay. What uh, North American food do you miss the most? Uh, I think those uh, tacos with uh, with the meat and cheese is like kind of snack. That Taco Bell. Taco. Yeah, not Taco Bell. It's like when you. It's Taco Bell is like wraps, really wraps, right? It's like yeah. Mexican. But that one, you you take a chip, 
and you put in like a, in a cheese salsa? sauce and meat. Kind nachos? of, I think it's called salsa. Nachos, 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 nachos. Yeah, yeah, nachos. Those are good. Nachos. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have, we don't have. You you can find it here, man. You, you can can't find, find nachos, nachos in Russia. You can't find nachos, but you can you cannot find a, a restaurant where they can. Put all the nachos together and put like a meat sauce on it and cheese and the jalapeno and this and that. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, that's I do. Weird. That's okay. too bad. That's yeah. delicious. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, might be my dinner tonight now talking about it. Um, <laughs> who, who are your favorite line mates in the NHL? Oh. Uh, well, probably Connor. That's one. And, oh, wait, Derek Roy, 100%. Roy Roisy, wow. yeah, there we we brought Roisy from uh, waivers, and we changed Dallas Deacons, and uh, I played with Roisy in the first line, and he made me five million cheat next year. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> but two point five, two point five, two years, so boy, five million. Thank you, Derek. Derek yeah. Who is the hardest defenseman you ever had to play against? Uh, I think Petrangelo, one of them. Yeah, I think I think Petro, Petro. Yeah, Petrangelo. I, I would say Petrangelo. Favorite vacation spot? Dubai, for now. Why? You got water there? Isn't it all sand? Yeah, it's, no, it's good, man. It's good. It's kind of hot. Sometimes you feel like if you go in July, you feel like like you just it's like it's so warm. You feel like. A lot of people just pee and eat swimming there. So, <laughs> just like your lake in your town? <laughs> no, <laughs> better, much better. My my last question: We have a lot of young kids that listen to the show. What advice would you give to a young kid who wants to get better at hockey and, and improve his game? Just don't uh, put too much information to your head. Just do it and enjoy. And like, obviously, you got to work hard. Do this. Do some shooting and work with a good trainers, you know, good food and sleep and this and that, but don't let the people and a lot of thoughts like stick to your brain, just like make it calm, you know, try and enjoy your life. And uh, remember that hockey, it's not the first part in like in your spot in your head. You gotta, you got a family, you have friends, you have kids, you just, uh, you just gotta free your mind and I think enjoy. Don't don't think too much. I think if you let those things that go to your head, it's gonna be hard to uh to you know to do everything properly and hundred percent. That's what I think. I think if you think too much, things are not gonna work out. Oh nail. That's crazy. Do you wish you would have had that advice when you were 16, 17, 18? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I yeah, I try, I try to work with like with a physiologist, how, how they call it in English. Psychologist, kind of. Psychologist. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I, I just started basically. I wish I can do it, but it's not like you did a couple sessions and you're done. It is, it's like it's work because yeah. a lot of things will affect you. And yeah, it's not, it's not easy. You got to work with, uh, with your head so bad. It's, I couldn't say it's like same thing when you're alcoholic or like you have a drug problems, but when you have too much thoughts in your head, it's, I think it's, it's not a good thing. 
it's not a good thing too. And yeah, sometimes you just couldn't sleep. So you just, it's crazy. You work. Yeah. And I wish, yeah, I wish some, someone will tell me that. And I work, I try to work in, in NHL with some, with some ladies, but she would tell me something that here and from this side, it was just goes away. So I didn't really pay attention on that. And, but yeah. Plus in English, it was hard to me to, uh, take everything inside and understand what, what she said and what should I do. So did you ever get into a fight? No, man. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) I think I had one in in OHL, but it wasn't fight. I I almost got killed uh, from Adam Fox, but now even I could not fight because I broke a finger last year and I had bad surgery and I have to redo it. (laughs) So I missed like, I, I missed like four and a half months of hockey, basically all, Basically, whole uh, whole season, whole season. Yeah, can you imagine healthcare? Nail, I, I got healthy scratched for sixty games in a year, so I, I can. <laughs> Why well, you went to you went to NHL All Star, man? That's, that's I did. Cool. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I got that. Uh, so I don't know. That's the thing. Would you rather go to one All Star game as a joke? And everybody make fun of you or be just be the number one overall draft pick, Tim. What would you rather do? I'd take number one. I'd yeah. Take number one. You're yeah. So I, will, I will I will go to all star game once. And I will yeah, I will take all the jokes about me, but I think so. It was pretty I, cool. I don't think do you so when when you went there, like everyone were laughing about you or like what like what was the story? Like how you feel like how fans were talking to you or players and what was the, play, like the players were cool. The players were yeah. great. It was everybody else who was making fun of me. Everybody. Yeah. Like, like media, TV, media, and everybody, this. fans, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Well, maybe not the fans like so much, the media. That's crazy. They should do that. I think it yeah. was great. Whatever. It that made me good. a ton of money. It was fine. Now I got a podcast. So I get to talk to you. So whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You live Fair and learn. Enough. Yeah. All right, Nail. Well, yeah. listen, thank you. I know you got a game in a couple of days. You scored yesterday. Fantastic. One. Did you what guys win? We were up 4 1. We lost 5 4 in overtime. Oh, no. I think this is the first time I I I was up 4 1 and I lost the game. I, I couldn't remember. Even Junior, I couldn't remember the game that I lost from. Just 4-1. no leadership in that locker room. Yeah. Yeah. it's so funny all right man well listen thank you very much this was a great talk i really appreciate it good luck this year i'll definitely keep in touch this was fantastic man yeah yeah you guys uh i'm i'm really welcome to talk to you guys thank you for inviting it was it was really exciting thank you all right nail yakupov everybody check them out what's your instagram uh twitter page they can get a hold of you nailer 1064 it's instagram Nailer 1064. Give him a follow. Send him a nice message. The guys need some good news in his life here. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good one. We'll talk to you uh, later. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 